Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Hi, everybody. It's Theseus from GoVNN.com and VNNForum.com. It's Friday night. That means Free Talk Live. It's October 27th. We're going to be talking about the movement, quote-unquote, our goals. Uh, we're going to be talking about media, um, and we're going to be going over some fresh news that uh, was breaking today. I'm going to do some... Um, explanation of what's going on in Iraq. It uh, seems like a lot of people don't really know what's the truth about what's going on in Iraq. I'll give you a hint. Uh, we're partitioning it up and setting uh, Syria and Iran at each other's throats, or, or Syria and parts of the government inside of Iran at each other's throats. So if you don't know anything about that, then you want to um, listen uh, up, because uh, this is, this is going to be What's going to be going on over there the next uh, six to twelve months? It's going to, you're going to be able to understand what's going on over there. Um, also, Silverstein, you want to come on? Uh, I've talked to Jeff and he's agreed to have you on. So when we uh, go to calls, you're welcome to just call on in. It's the Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. And uh, all right, Jeff, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I, I wanted to say oh. about Mr. Silverstein is that. Uh, uh, he claims to have um he claims to have called last week but uh I can almost guarantee he didn't because I I have no blocked callers and uh I would have gotten something through he might have uh, Yeah, we don't Well, I, I I don't mind I don't mind blocking someone if I think they're a nuisance but uh he was not blocked and uh I so uh if he wants to call in uh that's fine and but if he doesn't if he if he gets on the forum uh tomorrow and says why didn't they take my call well he didn't call that's why I didn't take your call yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm more than uh people make you know, stuff up and uh, you know yeah yeah some people are just pathological i don't know exactly well, what to do with look uh, he's he he's a troll he he he's He's a person that that does stuff like this. He makes stuff up. I don't know what he is, but I, I would I would actually like to have him on. Uh, well, so he's welcome to call. satisfy my curiosity. So, so yeah, well, we we are definitely going to let you on, uh, Silverstein. So call on up, buddy. We'll we'll cue you up. I'll, I'll we'll bring you right in. But uh, uh, first of all, I want to uh, start off by introducing myself a little bit. I'm a I'm a college student. Um, I'm involved in academia day and night. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm arranging a master's degree and a PhD in political science. And uh, a PhD is probably going to be in something I haven't quite worked out or, or named yet. But it's going to have something to do with media, politics, and consensual government. And I make the case that politics, or I make the case that there is no consensual government when. There exists a slender monopoly on mass meeting culture as we have in the United States at this point, let alone those who own and the lack of diversity amongst those who own and program uh, the viewpoints. Uh, it's compromised of an international criminal genetic gang, <laughs> so to speak. And uh, we can talk about that later if anybody's interested. Hit the Skype link. Uh, and uh, the stream is on GoVNN.com. The Skype link is VNN Free Talk Live. Give us a buzz. Uh, 
I want to give a little disclaimer. Any analysis that I give is just that. Uh, I read publicly available reports <clears throat> released by the military, State Department, various wings of the government, and, uh, and even bloggers that I've found to be be to be close to actually what's going on a lot of them in Iraq um, so I, I I try to use those whenever I can uh, my conclusions when I when I say uh, what I think we need to do quote unquote I'm not talking about specifically about VNN specifically but perhaps white nationalist white nationalists as a whole uh, VNN has a has a, a mission within uh, white nationalism but it doesn't need to. Uh, for instance, I, I argue that we need a little bit more political handholding amongst uh, the groups, but I would not recommend uh, any type of uh, mercy for Amrin, if you get what I mean. Uh, so, you know, they deserve all the criticism that we're, we're willing to heap on them. Anyone who won't name the Jew is disqualified. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm a person that uh, I, I came from the other side of that. I, I thought that I didn't think, and even my, my first posts at VNN were kind of diplomatic or were, were trying to urge people to be diplomatic about uh, naming the Jew, but that's actually what is central. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not like Jared Taylor. I mean, they'll name, uh, they'll talk about TNB all day. Uh, and they'll post links, and, and the, the the comments will go uh, 40 miles deep. And uh, but you, you name the Jew, and you're right out of there. Uh, any all of these uh, kosher conservatives, uh, folks we call patriotards, they can uh, they can rant and rave and talk about uh, grabbing their guns and knocking over the government, but they can't name the Jew. So we. We're suspicious of what's going on there, just because of what's been proven in the past, um, or what's what we've known, what we know about the past, uh, and that's that was rather enlightening for me to learn about over the past year of uh, finding out what's going on. It's amazing, actually, how much effort is made to infiltrate groups, and uh, that's that's a huge problem for us, um, obviously. But we need to get to a point to where that's. That's not as much of a problem, even if it's even if it's done. We need to have uh, more a resilient. Uh, we need to have more resilience um, structurally, and I think uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be talking about that a little later. Um, but uh, uh, I, I the, the way I term it is carrying the movement because um, you can't just rely on uh, negativity or what Jews would call hate. We can't just say, <laughs> Jews are doing this, even, even though we're right. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the negative negativity is justified. We're being devoured politically, uh, culturally. Our, our institutions are, are being eaten out. Uh, but overall, we need to create, what we need to do is show a better example uh, for people, in my opinion. Uh, live white, study hard, so that you're noticeably smarter than those around you. <laughs> you know, be a be a bright light, uh, attract some flies. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Jeff? Well, I, you know, there's there's always uh, upside uh, to any situation, and uh, the upside is if you can keep, you can have kids 
uh, and uh, one possible upside might be that uh, your children, if they're genetically uh, unmolested, uh, they might face a good future in the sense that uh, civilization, uh, a modern society, needs white people. And um, and since there's going to be fewer and fewer white people, uh, if you have, uh, you know, your your genetics are good, uh, your children are healthy, and you ensure that they're educated, uh, they may have a very good future in terms of maybe wealth and comfort. Uh, and uh, you know, you'll need to instill in them a certain racialness, of course. Uh, but um, you know, advanced societies, and, and there's always going to be there's always going to be demand for um, for the things that make uh, the wheels turn, and yeah. uh, and and this is it's not a society that I want. I I want a a folkish society of white people. Uh, you know, I want a I want a middle class and a peasantry and an elite. Uh, you know, a full a full spectrum type of society, but. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. And and just take a uh, a walk down to the mall, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So, have kids and train them right, and you know that they, they may be able to make the best out of a bad situation. Well, what are you what are you talking about? What do you see when you go to the mall? <laughs> I oh, know what shit. I see. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay, I got, that's that's a good enough answer. I got right. back from I got back from the mall today, and and uh, you know I see uh, more and more wiggers. Uh, I see just floods of Mexicans and uh, and 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 uh, niggers with white girls, and uh, and you know this stuff is 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 just going to snowball. And this is I live in the in the center of the quad. I I I I grew up in a county that really had no blacks. Uh, wow. And you know when I was young, and uh, so this this is just snowballing across the country, and and so uh, you know. You know, we've got the answers. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we're not. No one's listening to us. But you know, it, it's really the 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 people that are listening tonight. Uh, it's incumbent upon you to make this happen and and make the best of the situation. And you're, uh, you know, because you have the knowledge, uh, you've got to make the best of it. And 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 whatever you do to further the white race, because uh, I don't think we're going to go extinct. Uh, but um, you know it's damage control right now, and it's really just a matter of how bad it's going to get. And and that's where the people listening tonight, that's up to you, and of course me and and, and Theseus too. It's up to you how bad it gets. It's not going to get better in my mind, but uh, it's probably up to you how bad it will get. That's right. That's right. And uh, and we need to help uh, others understand. Uh, what's going on? We can't uh, we can't isolate ourselves and uh, batten down the hatches as much as we want to. We need to find we need to find and refine uh, refine methods to um, uh, to bring people in. We need to have an engine of recruitment, um, and a lot of that is uh, perception and dealing with the media and. But most of all, I think it has, at least at this point, it has a lot to do with creating our own media because it occurs to me that we have a rare opportunity at this point to answer back at the Jew bullhorn using our own media 
parlaying things like these new video sites, and you know we have folks like uh, Boot Girl and others who are making, uh, who are creating this media that speaks to people in almost the same way that uh, ABC Nightly News does. We just need a lot more of it. We need a lot more uh, diversity in our media. We, some things are going to appeal to uh, uh, different people. You know, something that that appeals to me not, might not appeal to Jeff, and vice versa. Uh, and a Theseus or a Jeff that doesn't know anything about the Jew uh, needs uh, needs the instruction that in, in the form that's going to uh, you know it's propaganda. You need it in the in, in the form that's going to work for you. A lot of this stuff, a lot of this consciousness is absolute, is I am, I am convinced is latent in our people. That is, it's, it's I there. I totally agree. And, and uh, I, it, you know, the hard part is, is we don't have a very big bullhorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but it's latent. And these, these minds are also untrained. And, uh, uh, if you if you do as I do, uh, I I do go out into the public and and if I may, Theseus, tell a story about tonight. Oh, uh, I uh, went went to the mall tonight with uh, with my family and um, uh, you know I, I saw uh, an older guy. He was, I found out later he was fifty seven, and he was just kind of sitting there watching stuff. And you know I just started chatting him up, and I you know he was by himself, and so everything was okay. And I said, you know, what do you like? I started something like, well, you know, when you look around, what's at at what you see here? What what do you think? And, you what know, he was, little, yeah, he was a little evasive, and <laughs> and, and then I said, uh, you know, I was trying to kind of see where he was coming from. I do this all yeah. the time, by the way. And yeah. you know, finally I hit him. You know, I said, well, you know, he said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I, I think we've lost control of the immigration system. Because you know, yeah, and that is a good avenue. Yeah, and then I started really talking about race with him, and he he instinctively understood something was terribly wrong about race, and and he agreed with me that this immigration invasion uh, was was an attempt to destroy the white race. Uh, but he really, yeah, he did. He did agree with me. He shook his head and said yes. But you know, but. You know, still he would he would fall back on these nostrums that are taught to everyone today, and you know he said well, then, then he would kind of like back off and say you know the sort of nostrum the sort of platitude that oh well you know there's good in every race and we just got to be able to you know say you know uh, be able to speak freely and but then but then I would move the conversation to another more militant way and he would agree with me again. Oh and, yeah. yeah, that's how most people are. And so what I'm saying is is that you know uh if you, within some people if you scratch them uh, enough this and the Jews know this if you scratch them enough you'll find that they are white nationalist uh, in orientation uh, but we've got to have a bigger bullhorn and 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 more and we got to have people who are more insistent yeah and, and, I I totally agree I mean mm-hmm. look at look at what is Referred to as white flight, um, yeah. nobody wants to be around that stuff. So that's our voting uh, base, so to speak. I mean, uh, the people that, and it's a very high percentage. I mean, it's it's way over fifty percent uh, of in, in an area when to to call it white 
flight, I mean, it's it's a huge chunk. It's def, it's almost all of the whites in an area to move out, and that that's what's referred to as white flight, and it's it's uh, replaced. You know, just as as we had talked in the past uh, about New Jersey, for instance, you know, it was all white in the 50s, and now it's just bombed out, and it looks worse than Lebanon. Um, but the people, my point is that those people, that that's a wide swath. That's a very, I mean, those are Democrats, Republicans, soccer moms, uh, NASCAR dads. That's that's a huge swath. You couldn't you couldn't wish for a voting block that large. Uh, so we've got a lot to pick from, but we're going uphill in the in the way that. Uh, and, and you're right about this one fellow. I mean, but, and, and to me, what that shows is that people people don't really come up. And I've heard Alex speak on this. People don't really come up with their own political ideas. Mm-hmm. He's right about that. They they pick from a menu given out, and the and the Jew says, "Oh, but <laughs> I can't do Alex's Jew impersonation." But he says, "You don't like my liberalism? Try some of my neoconservatism." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, they'll offer you. Whatever it is you think you want, but it they'll always steer you, as I say, back off the road. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you try to do, you know. I was looking at some libertarian radio site, and I was looking at the. Uh, it was linked from uh, VNNforum.com, and they were criticizing this. Uh, they were criticizing Prussian Blue on this one site, and that's why it was linked from VNN. And what was the name of the uh, libertarian site? Do you remember? Uh, Free Talk Live, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've not... been on. They've been on. Uh, they've been. They've been on the forum complaining about that. And uh, they're. Uh, I went over to their site. They're race mixers, and they're they're really well, leftists, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. look at if you look at their thread on Prussian Blue, there there's a contingent of what appears to be normal, normal, healthy people, and they're saying, well, well, you know, I mean, we're we're you know, one guy appears to totally be a white nationalist. There's another contingent that that says, you know, well, we're into liberty and all that stuff. You know, why why, don't, why not let them do it? But if you look at the Jews, the obvious Jews who are arguing, one named Ian, uh, they're and you look at their tags on the forum, they're the moderators. They're the ones running that place. I, I will say uh, that uh, it really appears to me that although there's a lot of uh, true believers in the uh, in the libertarian movement is, but that movement, the money in that movement seems to be uh, Jew money. Uh, yeah, and, and it's just like yeah. in the Patriot movement. Yeah, you know what's it's the same thing. You do you recall Theseus that um, the situation with the Sierra Club uh, about a year ago? Do you remember this story? This is a story. Um, Jog my memory. Okay. Uh, what what happened was happening is is a large uh, a significant uh, percentage of the membership wanted uh, an, uh, a statement about immigration, and immigration is something that's very bad to the environment. If you yeah. have you know millions of people flooding into an area, you know it uses up water and you know everything like that, and uh, you know. Trees get cut down and farmland gets plowed, uh, poured over the concrete. Oh, and and, like, okay, on and on. And so, yeah, yeah you, so you had a you had a you had a membership there. You know, maybe maybe it was just thirty percent, but a significant chunk. And the leadership of the this is the Sierra Club. They refused to budge, and uh, and you know it became a, a, a row. 
it became uh, factionalized within the Sierra Club, and and there were several very contentious votes. And then uh, it was eventually snuffed out. The movement was snuffed out to some degree. And then a year later, or six months later, I was reading on VDARE about this, and it turns out that uh, uh, a, a huge Jewish donor who was married to an, uh, in America that was married to a Jew in Mexico uh, yeah. was uh, threatening the leadership of the Sierra Club, saying that, "Hey, you want my fifty billion dollars a year? Well, uh, you know, you better stop this immigration stance of yours." Jeez. And that's 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 where it is, and that's why. Um, that's why I was wrong when I first came on to VNN, and uh, that's why you have to name the Jew. That's that exactly is yeah. why. That that's why that you know it's said around here that there's no Jew between me and you. But that's important because yeah. if they will steer you off the damn road, off the road to truth, you can't do true analysis because they're going to limit what you're able to say. That's why they put that money in there. There's an agenda to it. It's they're not they're not patriots. And they want to be able to get in there and they you know what and that says uh-huh. something about them as well that they don't they don't care uh, if, if they're funding something that they don't support as long as they have some type of control over it. I mean, that's yeah. bizarre to begin with. But, yeah. Yeah. But this latent consciousness sounds like that it existed in that um contingent in the Sierra Club as well, the, this latent consciousness that you're talking about. You know, if I, I think the, that I that's just that people are perceiving the uh, objective truth, yeah. and yet they're the programming, the literal programming from the media uh, and the society itself uh, is what keep, you know, it keeps them holding back, you know, because a lot of people that don't have well-formed political opinions will end up agreeing with the last person they spoke with. Mm-hmm. And if you catch the news in the morning before you leave for work and you catch the news in the afternoon before you go to bed, you have a constant source of re-indoctrination. <clears throat> and I, I've, it's, the human mind is a, very, is a strange thing, and I, I've really noticed that more and more that I've gotten into... Um, Revised history, uh, and, and and I'm not even really talking about the Holocaust right now. I'm talking about like World War II. Uh, I read Stinnett's book on Pearl Harbor, for instance, and he he is very very uh, credible, and he's featured in credible journals. So basically, what he says is tell the listeners who who Stinnett is. Stinnett uh, Stinnett wrote a book. Uh, but he was just more than just some writer. He was he was a high-ranking person, right? Yes, he was. He actually served with George Bush Senior mm-hmm. on uh, on a ship out in the Pacific in World War II. And what was he a colonel or something? Yeah, he, I, I, I can't I, remember exactly what his I, I was, was thinking. He was an admiral, but I I, I could be wrong about that. I, I can't recall. But I, the point is, he proves that FDR. Engineered Pearl Harbor. Oh sure, got us in. Uh, that There's he, no question about that anymore. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. The, the criticism yeah. is is not that he's lying. The criticism is elsewhere. <laughs> so that tells you something. It's bulletproof. Yeah, uh, you know he's got the documents. He's got the freedom. I mean, and I'm pretty sure he was the reason that they uh, limited Freedom of Information Act requests to the Department of Defense. Uh, that they, you know, they've done that recently. 
and I think he had a lot to do with it because I'm pretty sure they wish they could bring those back, those documents back that he has in his book that shows that FDR approved an eight-point, or he carried through an eight-point plan to make Japan attack, mm-hmm. which was basically included starting the war. Um, I mean, it was an act of war to blockade Japan the Japanese when they import 80% of their fresh waters. That's an act of war to blockade, a military blockade. But uh, there was a lot of other things that was going on, and they knew exactly what was going on. And it looked, damn it, it looked just like 9-11. They made the normal controls stand down. Uh, the, the AAA guns, the uh, the radar, uh, the SIGINET operation in, on Hawaii, all of these things were made to stand down and, and and it was just like 9/11. Everybody's like, "Gosh, what a coincidence!" You know. <laughs> but my point is, I I went over this in a class, and and even though a few of them were like, "Wow, whoa!" Oh now, was gosh. that mentioned by the the instructor? No, no, hell no. Uh, did the, did the but, instructor know this? Did, did the instructor know about this at all? I don't know. I uh-huh. never got a sense of that, but. My point is, the next day, and even afterwards, it was like I'd never said said. It's like I had never proved anything. It's like nothing had ever been established about that. You know, mm-hmm. we just went on talking about policy as if uh, World War, you know, two was started by you know Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So, you know, they they can't hold that, you know, they can't hold these two divergent thoughts, and they'll just, they'll discard one of them, and well, it'll be here's the one without that really the get you graphics it, behind it. Gets you into the, tr- uh, into um, a lot of hot water, tell them the, the wrong side won World War Two. I've said that, I've said that, yeah. I, I have some credit, not some credibility really, but I, yeah. I have some type of uh, dif- uh, shield from criticism on that, and that my granddad was blown apart in Germany mm-hmm. fighting his cousins in World War II, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, amputee for the rest of his life. I mean, he was miserable uh, from the age of 18, and it was all for a lie. Uh, and, and, and there, there is another great article I'd like to mention that I'll put on the forum in the uh, this free talk live thread. Um, it's called the Persuaders. So if anybody wants to look that up right now, it's called The Persuaders, and it was in the BBC or the Telegraph, and it was basically a uh, Churchill-ordered British Secret Service folks to Rockefeller Center in New York where they set up a media wing, and they were inserting fake news. You you get people all up in arms today about the Department of Defense inserting fake news. Billions well, of dollars worth of it. And the it the crime that happened before World War II was the crime of War One, and yeah. uh, I read Thomas Fleming's book. Now, this is not the editor at Chronicles Magazine. This is a different historian. His name Thomas Fleming, and uh, he, he I, I recommend everyone read this book. It's called The Illusion of Victory, and um, that's uh, a great title. Yeah, The Illusion of Victory, and. Uh, one particular, uh, he went into one particular area in the book. It was quite interesting, and it was the propaganda effort of the British, and um, they uh, they had their own uh, uh, propaganda arm aimed at the United States, and 
when the war got going, they cut the cable that led from continental Europe. Uh, the British cut it uh, from continental Europe to the United States. And so the only news cable uh, that delivered news, there was only one, and it was from Great Britain. And so they had a lock uh, after 1914. Uh, and who did they blame on the cutting of the cable? I wonder. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember that. Uh, well, I, can I don't remember that detail. But basically, for the even before the, we got into the war, uh, the British had uh, there was no there was no uh, transatlantic cable coming from continental Europe, and it was all coming from the British Isles. So it, yeah. all the news that, that could have been uh, uh, delivered about the war was was going through the British propaganda department, and. Um, yeah. And you know, I, it's very sad because uh, uh, e- even today, in a documentary I saw on the BBC, they finally, they, historians over there are finally acknowledging that, well, Germany didn't start the war, and that, wow, yeah, and this was a uh, Ferguson. I believe his name was Andrew. Was it Andrew Ferguson? He's a kind of a well-known historian over there, and you know, they had a. I think it was called "The Pity of War" was the name of the documentary, and you know. It came to the conclusion that the Germans weren't at fault for the war, and um, yeah. you know it wasn't, and you know because the, the official myth, you know especially for the European powers, uh, for France, you know who lost, I believe, th- was it one million men? Oh, and, at least. Yeah, and least. Uh, and, sure more than that. and the British lost, I believe, six hundred thousand, uh, and the flower of the of their youth. And uh, and so uh, and the Americans only lost like 175,000 if I remember right. But uh, in World War One, yeah, yeah, okay. The illusion of victory. I'm gonna have to look that up. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would probably have to pick that up just from the title. I totally agree. I, I've the way I put it to myself, or, or I've mentioned it to other people in discussions, uh, is look around you. Does it seem like we were on the winning side? Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> Uh, communism won that fight. You're of uh, German descent uh, also, and uh, there's another interesting aspect of that book by Thomas Fleming, The Illusion of Victory, and that is the um, the White House, uh, with the Wilson administration, allowed itself to, to kind of succumb to this Anglophilia, and, uh, and then as a result of that, Wilson just unleashed government power to arrest and detain Germans all through this country. Yeah, I mean, amazing considering that most, uh, and that holds today, most white people in the United States, and most people, the largest ethnic group in the United States are German. Yeah, Germans came over here in huge numbers. Yeah, they populated the uh, United States. Um, But yeah, the illusion of victory. And and yeah, Wilson did, uh, uh, did a lot of very... Um, I, he he was a maniac. I mean, he he was he was a maniac. I, I do like his the the one thing I do like about him is his four part of his fourteen points. He talks about oh, yeah. nationalism. Um, I don't know if that's just something that had to be said at the time, but I actually well, see, the, 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 there's something I would like to say about that, and in, in, in this book, uh, you've got to understand that Wilson, and you'll understand this when you read this book. Uh, is that Wilson was totally under the spell of the British, and they sort of encouraged him 
in a way to develop this 14 points, was, which was a very just sort of idea. He had a he had a real sort of um, uh, Christian sense of self righteousness about him, and he really kind of wanted to be fair in that respect. Uh, but um, what the 14 points was was really a way to suck the United States uh, into the peace process, and yeah. and. Neither allies, the, the French or the British, ever intended to, um, uh, to to follow through on it. But what's worse is is the German people were told by by Wilson and their own government that, about the fourteen points, and the and German they loved it. yeah, and and you know they thought that oh well, th- this fourteen points is going to be the basis of recognizing our victory in the East because they defeated Russia. Yeah, and uh, that was the thing. That yeah. Germany had won the war. It was over. They kept trying to sue for peace. They they kept trying to contact England for uh, neutral peace terms, mm-hmm. saying let's just both take our marbles and go home. And uh, the Jews told uh, told uh, that, that's that that goes into the Balfour Declaration and whatnot. Sure, all these secret agreements. Yeah, but yeah. The, the Jews said w- that they could deliver the United States into the war if England would just hold out. Hold out over the winter, we'll bring the Yanks into the war, and sure enough, it happened. But going back to Wilson, his 14 points were so popular in Europe, you can still go today, uh, and it's in Germany, Austria, and and countries in what we consider Eastern Europe. You know, You'll see statues of Wilson. You'll see Wilson Boulevards. Uh, there's, that stuff is still around because he was um, he was seen to be a neutral party uh, coming to That's help right. fix things. And whereas the politics were so well entrenched already between the the warring parties that they really thought that Wilson would have a, a hand in, in really fixing things. But I, I, no. <laughs> They never planned on. I don't know. I, I, I'm a I'm a several different uh, you know ways of thinking about that, and I, I think scholars nowadays are doing the right thing by. Re- they're really beginning to consider the two world wars as one world as one war, mm-hmm. uh, with a halftime, uh, with a reloading period, uh, and I I think that's. Uh, a good way of looking at it, not only because it actually explains what was going on, but, well, yeah, I guess because of that. I mean, kids are taught that Archduke Ferdinand started World War One. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane. I mean, you'll never see the word Rothschild. You'll, you'll never see bankers. You'll never see... Uh, uh, you know, I wish I could put Smedley Butler's essay on the bankers in every school textbook. Uh, Smedley Butler was one of the only uh, two-time Medal of Honor winners, uh, Marine Corps through and through, uh, good American, uh, and he, he what, did, what war is a racket, is what he said. He said he had been sent all over the world for these fruit companies, for the bankers, for you know these Jews and those Jews. I mean, he comes close too to naming the Jew. He uses the word banker. Um, but you know th- that's a, a quote-unquote great American for you, and that was a patriot, and 
look at what he had to say. I mean, he's a two-time Medal of Honor winner that went all around the world fighting wars for the Quad. I mean, I think he would know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, w- he was jewed up and spit out like every other soldier is, unfortunately. Well, I'm uh, sure you recall Mr. Forrestal, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was thrown yeah. out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that was a little bit later, though, but... Yeah, yeah he, that was like in the hmm? 60s or something. Yeah, yeah, he got he got a little bit too close to the truth. And, uh, well, wasn't he wrapped up in the Department of Energy and... Isn't isn't that how they they put the he was wrapped up in how they put the United States nuclear force under the Department of Energy? That's another different thing. Forrestal was um, Forrestal uh, died shortly after World War II, if I remember correctly, and he uh, was um, uh, making some comments about Jewish influence in 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 the war and the post-war in Europe. And uh, similar to Patton, and then um, he died actually during the the HUAC H U A C trials. This is a whole yeah the House Un American activities Un American activities yeah. And actually, this is one of the dates that I actually um, uh, that 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 time there in the early fifties was a pretty bad time for the Jews because there were actually men in government that were arresting these Jews. Like green, yeah. like green glass, and the Rosenbergs, and yeah. uh, and 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 you know, actually, even had someone as problematical as Richard Nixon involved in this, and yeah. um, that was about the time that Forrestal was thrown out of the window. And yeah, I met that was that was a very scary time for Jews because what I imagine that that was that was before we were completely Jewed. I mean, that was probably the twilight. Yeah. Of. of uh, White America being in charge of the United States. Uh, I, what I, what I perceive, looking at those stories from the House and Americans Activities Committees and from the what came out later as the Venona cables mm-hmm. about uh, mm-hmm. communist activity uh, in the United States that proved McCarthy was right. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they always say, "Oh, it's McCarthyist. Oh, it's this that." Uh, McCarthy was right. You can uh, tell that and make your teachers' heads spin, kids. Uh, any kids listening? Uh, you uh, Google the Venona cables, V-E-N-O-N-A. Uh, they were released in the mid '90s, I believe, '94, mm-hmm. '95, abouts. But they're on the internet, and they prove that the people that McCarthy said were communists were communists. But that little fact is omitted when we talk about, oh, it's McCarthyism. You know, uh, one should hope rooting out communist Jews from your country, a uh, healthy thing. But McCarthy was the one who was shut down. And is, uh, isn't it something, the terrible mistakes, and this is why no Jews must write, uh, no Jews just write, is the motto for any organization. You know what that You know what that crazy McCarthy did? And I say crazy because he went and got involved with a Jewish lawyer. Oh, that, yeah. That Roy A, a gay one, wasn't he? What's that? Wasn't he queer? Yeah, he was a fag too. Yeah, and and, uh, and you know that was really that was really uh, something that really did him in, and because um, this this cone was a freak. And, yeah, uh, you, yeah, you don't you because we don't understand how vicious Jews are. Yeah. We're thinking, well, gosh, maybe and maybe he was trying to be politically savvy, saying, you know, here's this uh, young Jew lawyer who's very smart and he wants to help me. 
you know, prosecute communists. And, you know, he may have even been giving McCarthy anti-communist rhetoric, but ultimately, who was he working for? It's the gen genetic mafia. It, he's not an American. He's not an anti-communist. He's, and, you know, and he may be able to wear those tags, but he wears another tag first. He wears that little yellow star first uh, before everything else. And that that's why different people have come uh, over the centuries uh, across the continents have done the same thing to Jews, and that's made them identify themselves. And that's why. I mean, that's why all these different people came to the same conclusions. Uh, these kings of England, uh, you know, Hitler these popes uh, in Central Europe, they came to the same conclusion that Jews needed to identify themselves. Uh, and, then, and then when it was really on, they just expelled them. But no, that was always everyone else's fault. <clears throat> All those hundreds of times they were expelled, it was just other people's fault. And it, it's really criminal. I, I think about even, even the poor Egyptians. Uh, you know, I grew up and I, I went to a Protestant church and, and you know, of course, we were taught the conventional story about what the Old Testament said about the Egyptians and yeah. and you know, I thought, Oh my God, those Egyptians, those evil Egyptians and yeah. look, look what they did. They enslaved those Jews and all this stuff and uh you know I, I, I'm starting to finally understand uh, when I look at what the Jews do to a people that they've that they've infiltrated and taken mm -hmm. over, probably these Egyptians were uh finally had freed themselves from the Jewish yoke and uh, and, 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 and and threw them out of the country. Exactly. Yeah, and, and and then what do they do? The Jews write a book. <laughs> <laughs> they write a book saying that they were persecuted and got. Oy, the persecution. And the God delivered the them Jew? out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> the Jew cries as he slaps you. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. That's a great example. That's a Polish. Uh, <laughs> that's a Polish saying. The Jew cries as he slaps you. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see that every day. I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, and it's the same thing as as any time you can hear a Jew criticizing others. You can bet your ass that he's talking about something that he's up to. You know, I mean, and you can catch him in the act sometimes. I mean, just like the USS Liberty. You know, they, what were they going to do? They were going to blame that on the Egyptians. And and the uh, the Sixth Fleet in the Mediterranean apparently had tactical nukes on deck, getting ready to launch. They were going to nuke Cairo. And uh, and it was all going to be a lie, and we we would have never known. Don't we would have never known. We would just just like people think uh, Hitler started World War II. People would be saying that uh, Egypt started whatever war they got nuked in. Uh, amazing. amazing. Don't you find it odd that we have the story here where the German Air Force, uh, excuse me, uh, a, a germ, part of the German Navy apparently in the Mediterranean was was either strafed or or buzzed over a couple times by Israeli jets, and uh, and of course uh, the Israelis deny this, of course. But at that same time, if you've been watching the news, there's this story that is is has sort of pushed it off, where the Germans were pictured with uh, you know uh, with skulls, uh, you know, in the middle. Yeah. Of, yeah. And yeah. yeah, and and you know, and th they they put these side by side these stories uh, like on Yahoo News or Google. And yeah. so, uh, you know, that came out two weeks ago, by the way. Yeah. That incident in Afghanistan. That yeah. That came out two weeks ago. And I, I don't know. I guess they've been sitting it on a back burner. 
Yeah, but they, um, they run them side by side. And the sad thing yeah. is, Jeff, is that the Germans are... The Germans are only happy to say, nope, nothing happened. <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's sailors in their ship or on the, the quote, bottom of the GD Ocean, yeah. as uh, Lyndon Johnson said he wanted to happen to the Liberty. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I just pulled up my blog. I'm going to plug... I, I, I'm going to use your my blog? one complimentary plug for no, my no, do, stupid do, little do, blog. No, go ahead. Let's tell the users what is your <laughs> blog name. It's theseus.wordpress.com. And I posted a, uh, I always love to listen to the paranoid and vicious responses uh, to these news articles. Like, Wait a minute, you, you've gotten some comments? Uh, no, no, I, I, I pasted a comment on my blog oh. from the Jerusalem Post on this article. At theseus.wordpress.com? Uh, That's correct. Okay. And, uh, and, and listen to this. This is what a Jew said after uh, they had fired... Uh, they had fired aggressively on this German ship that was uh, operating in international waters. Everyone knew that the ship was there. Listen, quote, Germany should know better to declare any fight, any flight with IAF before its helicopter flies out. I bet the Germans are surprised with the quick IF, IAF response and felt they are being monitored. Germans must have lied to the media about IAF shooting rather than admit about their mistake for not reporting with the IAF in advance. Nice try, Germans, but if you do this again, I would love to see one of your ships in smoke as a lesson not to insult Israel. Oh, the word my. word for word quota. <laughs> but, yeah, I love to, to read the uh, responses, the paranoid and vicious Jewish responses to these uh, things. They're most times better than the article. Uh, Ynet, Jerusalem Post, and a couple of these other uh, uh, kikish news sources. Uh, I always like to say it's it's, it's kind of odd. I don't know if Jews understand the internet quite very well because it's almost uh, some sites like the Forward, for instance, uh-huh. act like only Jews can access the site. I don't know. It seems like they give too much up sometimes. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Do you ever well, check yeah. the Forward? Well, the they, Jews, they get kind of brazen. I, I do. I, I know what you're saying, and and the, these sites, you know, don't come up very often. Uh, mentioned on on American websites, uh, they don't get linked to an awful lot. But you know, I tell you what, what's also happening is, and and this is something that's been commented on often. The Jews are very self confident. And yeah. they, I mean, today... Well, this is I the mean, phase I, that they're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah they the are... The phase. They're very self-confident right now, and they they, they feel, uh, I mean, they're always kind of nervous looking over their shoulder, but, you know, I mean, what the hell? I mean, look, look at their position in the United States government, right? Yeah, yeah, and this is always what happens. <laughs> it's the great circle of... Uh, uh, you know, Jews come in as a uh, oppressed minority. Uh, they're they're beat down. They don't. Uh, they're not really allowed to get away with very much, and they almost, you know, don't cause any problems. Although I, I just can't imagine that at this day and age. But uh, you know, when the, when they're, when people are conscious of them and know who they are, uh, and, and keep them oppressed, they don't cause very many problems. Uh, but they go through different phases where they worm their way in, and they buy up property, 
and they work together in, in order to uh, uh, to do the economic situation. You know, maybe maybe there's a bad crop year. Well, they'll call, you know they'll send a uh, they'll get a message to their uncle Moshi to loan them some money so that they can come in and buy up all this property cheap. And that's how they've always worked because you know different areas of the world aren't uh, always going through the same thing at the same time, you know, it's just like in Germany when there was hyperinflation, the big companies wasn't they weren't bothered by that because they could work in international currencies and and stuff like gold. The, the value didn't really fluctuate as much. Um, but that's their advantage there because they have this they have this tight network and they've always been able to come in and buy up stuff, but that's that's the kind of the first phase that they go through when they're when they're uh, termiting a civilization out a, a nation. And they get in good with the uh, the elite of a society, and they'll go as far as marrying into them. And uh, but but even if they don't marry into them, they're happy to to just stay and pull strings behind the scenes. Uh, they'll get the king in debt, and uh, and get what they want done. I mean, that's you know they it was a uh, Churchill's debt. That made him uh, take their side in World War II, for mm -hmm. instance. You know, it was uh, uh, the Jews went and knocked over the uh, the government in England when uh, with Cromwell. I mean, they they're always doing this, but but once they get established and in the top echelons, and they and they really uh, they get entrenched up there over the course of a few decades. I, I've got an announcement. Thesis. They get really hutzpah. Before I do that, let me follow up with a point there. And this thing about Theseus was talking about with debt, that's that's a tip off to you and me uh, to live within your means. Because insofar as we are in debt to the uh, banking interest in this country, we are slaves. And, um, and you know, live within your means and don't get in debt. But the second announcement I wanted to um, talk about was um, we got a caller. Uh, please tell me it's Silverstein. Well, that's what I wanted to say. It's not Silverstein or Steen. And uh, so uh, this guy, like I said, uh, he's just... Uh, <laughs> you know, what can you say about something like that, some some clown like that? And uh, and and so anyway, uh, it's uh, it's Mark and Collie, and let me bring him in. Let me let me give send him a chat message because he did the Mark did the right thing, call uh, listeners. He sent me a chat message first, and then so uh, this really helps me bring him in at the right time, rather than just call. I don't I don't have any way to cue calls or set them in a in a pool or anything like that. And when you call, you're literally on. If I answer the phone, that is, and so yeah. it's very important you send me a chat. Uh, message. Anyway, let me give him a call. I mean, let me yeah, go him. ahead and call him. Yeah, I think that also brings up something that that the listeners can understand is that you know we're not sound engineers. We're not. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not any type of. I've never talked on radio or any type of podcast or anything. I mean, I'm, just, I'm not that type of person. But I, you really have to do something, and I'll go over that later. Why? Why that is? But. uh also, at the same time, I mean, folks should understand that we are you plus uh, a ten-dollar headset, you know, uh, and and the Skype program on your computer. There's nothing else about us, you know. We're not. <clears throat> we haven't dedicated our lives to this any more than than you should, which means that we have. 
but what I'm trying to say is that anyone who basically agrees with us and knows about Jews needs to help us. They need to uh, help themselves. They need to, uh, you know, make a list of your talents and find out where you can join us. We need you. Um, you know, we we've got a lot of work to do, and uh, the future the future is bright because. Am I in? Yeah. Hey, Mark and Kay Alley. Yeah, hello, Mark. Mark and Callie, you're on. Okay, good. Hey, man, what's up? Hi, you're on. Mark, this is your big chance to impress the whole world. Don't don't stumble. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, hear- I'm hearing like double voices, man. Oh, you need to turn the feed off. Oh, yeah, turn the feed off. That's the other point. Turn your uh, your Winamp or whatever you're listening with, Turn uh, m- mute the feed. It, Turn the sound down. Yeah. Oh, this, this is yeah, uh, yeah. Some of the, some of this is wrong, guys. All right, try later. I'm hearing like late messages right now or late voice. There's kind of a delay, and if you've been having yeah. a couple beers, it's even worse. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually really worse. Well, if it's oh, if it's about a thirty on, second me, delay me. or so, it's probably you're probably you probably still have the feed running. So, uh, so look. Yeah, go ahead and put it. Uh, uh, you know the thing is, you gotta, you, you, yeah, you gotta listen to the Skype call you're on, not, not, not the the the, the internet feed. Yeah, okay, hold on. You've done this. Yeah. Bef- yeah, you've done this before, Mark. You called this program before. You should know this. Yeah, sorry, guys. That's all right. You know, I actually saw a setting in Skype today, just just like a couple hours ago. And I was looking over Skype. There's a setting to pause win at, so that's a tip. It, 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 I got yeah, I got to tell you. I, yeah. I was. Go ahead, Mark. This is your big shot at, at world fame. Mark? Yeah, he's still listening to the stream, Jeff. Yeah, yeah I am, Jeff. It, it's kind of like I'm hearing previous echoes going on. Yeah, try to get that, uh, I don't know, try to see what you could do about it and give us a call. Uh, by the way, I'm getting PMs, uh, you know, from vnnforum.com. I'm getting PMs. Uh, why don't you guys call? Don't be a wuss. Hey, Mark, why don't you just turn off your Winamp or whatever it is that you were listening to the show with? Just close the window. I mean, callers hate this sort of thing when you're when when we when we stumble over this little thing. They just it, it just it just it just kills the show. That's what I'm trying to. Okay. Uh. Look, let's uh, let's play some. It's it's the top of the hour right now, and let's play some music. And uh, wh- what song would you like me to play, uh, Theseus? Uh, try Dave and Cowboy again. Okay, and let me confess to you that I did make a mistake, and so that's why it wasn't playing. Okay. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I discovered that later in the broadcast. So let's let's play a song, and then you know maybe Mark will get uh, his 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 situation straight out. If if you don't, we're gonna have to drop you. And then, uh, and callers, it's VNN Free Talk Live, 
BNN Free Talk Live. Send me a chat, say you want on, and I'll bring you on. All right, here we go. Vanguard Radio, waking you up 